Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. All right. Good evening, everyone. How are you doing today? You know, ask someone online to find out if they fasted and they prayed. Just pick on yourselves. I give you the permission in two minutes to pick on each other online and find out if they prayed and if they fasted. Find out from them. And if not, you know, let them know that they are very wrong. Amen. All right. Before I get into the word, um, I want us to put on the on the screen on our social media platforms. I think there might be so many members of the new who are not currently online. All right. Um, and so every single person who is a member of this church you know find yourself into this place right now and I want all the pastors and leaders and everyone to be doing that right away alright and if you're watching online as well let's take a moment to share the link with our friends and families and particularly I'm more particular about the new members though um everyone who's been a member of this church or who is a member of this church um, let's make sure they are online I want to give you two minutes this is a medium of um, evangelism it's one of the ways in which we evangelize and you know preach the gospel and we have to be very intentional about it we have to be very intentional about it um if we say that great joy is coming to us, great joy is coming to our city through us, then it's not just words that we use carelessly. It must first be a commitment to us. Um, that our commitment is to ensure that through us, we would always be that pathway and that gateway to dispense joy to our cities. And one of the ways we do that is to be intentional about, you know, um, giving the people opportunity to hear the gospel um, because faith always comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and until people have the opportunity to hear the word of God you know they will not be transformed it is the word of God that can transform the lives of people it's the word of God that can change people and so let's be very deliberate about that and as a church family it's one of the things we must learn we must keep learning it um, the Lord showed me something and I, I, I would have called the media team, but um, I want to ask, I know you are on Mixlr right now, um, and everyone is watching on Mixlr, and I hardly don't do that, but I'll tell you why. In my prayer time today, the Lord showed me something. So 
um, if they can, let's stop the mixer and everyone come on YouTube. There is some things that you hear and there are things that you catch. The things that you see and just catch. All right. Um, and I'll share some stories with you. There are images that never leaves you. Um, it's the same way even I'm a media person and a PR person, you would understand that the way social media even operates now, and that's also the device of the enemy, is to always use graphical representation to catch the attention of people. It's the same way Elijah said to Elijah, he says, if you see me when I'm taken, all right, there is something, I don't know if this has happened to you before, a minister is ministering and while he's ministering, just a body posture or um, a word or just an action just passes a message to you. There's just something, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched several sermons and services and just by sitting down, I will never forget this in my life. 2020, um, I think it's 20, 2020, maybe 2016 or 2017. It was summer blast. And Reverend George Adigwe was preaching on divine acceleration. I can still remember very vividly his mannerism and that teaching. It's one of the teachings that transformed my life. And the body language, the, you see... We must understand the things of the spiritual. The Bible says Jesus had died in the book of Acts chapter 1. He came back to his disciples. And the Bible says he started to teach them things pertaining to the kingdom. It was, an online, it was not an online course. Do you imagine all the three years that Jesus lived on earth with his disciples to teach them, to grill them, to train them? But he knew that the job wasn't done so he waited 40 more days now you need to understand that the same Jesus that appeared to them wasn't the Jesus that walked the sea of Galilee the same Jesus that appeared to them wasn't the Jesus that was hungry that the, that um, Satan came to you know tempt it wasn't the same person the Jesus that appeared to them was a person who could walk through a door by spirit it was flesh but spirit at the same time it was different but even that Jesus realized and understood that I need to pay critical time with these people because some things just takes time that's the honest truth some things just takes time it didn't impact them with the knowledge 40 days and 40 nights he spent with them. This was the same amount of time he used to receive power for his ministry on the earth. It was the same amount of time he devoted to the disciples to ensure that they were trained, they were raised, they were you know, brought up and ready. But he had to be there physically. And that's why the Lord showed me something. The Lord told me that there's someone who's watching me tonight that your prophetic ministry, and this is the reason why I asked you to join online, your prophetic ministry is about to go to a whole new level. Your prophetic ministry is about to go to another level. And at the count of three, as I reach the number three, 
there would be a fire in your belly that it would not be able to contain control for the rest of your life one two three if you're watching and you are a lady or a female lift your right hands to God a female, every female watching me lift your right hands to God the Lord told me this morning while I was praying he said 2023 that there is a window bracket open between now and the end of the year the Lord told me that there's going to be a rise of female voices in the new like never seen, never experienced before. That there will be Deborahs, there will be Esthers, there will be people who would step into things that even many people would not be able to gainsay. The Lord told me that there's a fresh anointing because there is a dimension that is bringing and introducing through our women in the new. It says they will murder and birth many revivals that would happen through this ministry. And so in the name of Jesus, at the count of three, I pray for every single woman in the new. Lembrodiga susalapaya, I speak to your spiritual womb. Lekapara tefaka tekopa ladidas, jelapalakom pai telemondokos. Berak akepura tailomon pelakombrodia. Your giftings will not die inside of you. You will not be contained. You will not be silenced in the authority of Jesus. Lift your two hands up and pray in the Holy Ghost. Let a fire of a revival born on your inside. I see fire in the palms of a lady right now. There's someone watching me right now, a woman. It seems like there's a hot sensation running through your palms. Yeah, the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord says to tell you that from this hour, everything you touch shall be established. Everything you touch shall be established. The new women. I call you by your prophetic name. Come into stature. Come into fullness. 2023, I prophesy the rise of female prophetic voices. The rise of female apostolic voices. People who will take nations, who will take territories. I declare enlargement in your belly. I declare enlargement in your capacity. I declare enlargement in your coast. I declare your children round about your table. In Jesus' mighty name. The third thing before I get into the word that the Lord showed me. First off, I want you to know that today or let me put it this way 
yesterday till the end of this year is a newborn celebration for the new. I want you to believe that it's a newborn baby celebration. It's our spiritual naming ceremony, said the Lord. It's like a holy convocation has occurred. Just like what happened in the book of Exodus, where God was going to take the children of Israel out, and then a holy convocation happened for them. It was as though the Bible says, remember the scripture says that, it says the 12th month, it would be like the first month for you. That's exactly what is about to, or what has started to happen in the new. And hear the word of the Lord today. God says he's going to do many mighty things. Listen, the things that's going to happen in this church between now and the end of the year are things we've never recorded in the history of this ministry. I wanted to believe that. I wanted to anticipate for it. Do you believe what I just said right now? Do you believe what I just said right now? Now then, the third prophetic word the Lord gave me, and you begin to see these things come to pass. I want to pray for everyone I saw in the realms of the spirit, lands and real estates. I'm not joking or I'm not trying to cajole you, but I know what I see. Not only is God giving the new landed properties, but the Lord says there are people in two folds in this place. You are currently in a business. I see a young man, you're currently in a business. But hear the word of the Lord. The Lord is bringing you to real estates. God would hold people by the hands. And some of you who are already in that business, the Lord says he's going to be giving you choice properties. Choice properties. And there will be people who will be willing to bankroll it for you. And God says that one of the things that would happen in this season for the new church members is that people will begin to allocate a portion landed properties for you. Lift your right hands up and pray in the Holy Ghost. Believe this word of the prophet. Landed properties. Landed properties. From young to old. From small to great. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Tonight I have a word from the Lord to us. I want us to, and I want to teach on some subjects as we as we start out our 31 days fasting and by the way how was it today for you i hope you fasted i hope you are excited about what god is doing um we we are in a in fact unprecedented time it's like the holy ghost has decided to crystallize all our work our effort the Bible describes the Holy Spirit as the God of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest. Is the one who says when it's time to harvest and is the one who prompts the heart of the laborers to come forth for their harvest. Now hear the word of the Lord to you. 
the Lord says that your harvest is now. And now whatever that means to you, I want you to take it and begin to rejoice for that word. Your harvest is now. Whatever that means to you, whatever it means to you, your harvest is now. Glory be to God. And the things that God is doing in our midst, the things that God is doing in the new, it's so beautiful to see. I want to start out by saying I am so, 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 so proud of every single member of this church, every single leader, every single pastor, every single workforce worker. I'm so proud of what God is doing through you. Um, it's one thing to celebrate the man of God always and I, with all humility, I love and appreciate your celebration for me. But I really want to um, celebrate you. Um, yesterday was a huge eye-opener for every single one of us. It's so, you know, beautiful to see what God can do with you dead vessels. It's so beautiful to see. And every single one of you galvanized together in the mainland church of Lagos and did this mighty thing for God. Listen, history will never forget you. History will never forget you. History will never forget your labor of love because God will never forget it. Your name is written in the sands of impact. I want you to remember that. Put that very dear to your heart. Your names are written in the sands of impact. If there is a wall of fame in heaven, your name is right there because you gave thousands of people opportunities to witness God. Listen, those are things money cannot buy. Those are things that, you know, you're running up and down or labor cannot buy. It's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want to celebrate you. I want to love you on you. I want you to celebrate yourselves for me. You know, put your hands together for yourselves across all the new installations, all the new churches. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to call you my ships. And um, I'm so proud that, proud that you call me your pastor. It's a honor and a privilege to lead the most outstanding, amazing territory takers, nation builders, people. And I also want to use this opportunity to celebrate every single pastor, tri-pastors. You guys did such a phenomenal work. I'm so proud and pleased um, to see what God has done. It's just amazing. And, um, if we all just stayed at Grandier on Sunday, the numbers of people that witnessed Christ through our local assembly, would it's not, it's not even possible. The impact, and I believe that this is just the beginning. Look at me. Look at me, everyone. The Lord told me, that the same way we had that expression of seven churches on Sunday is the same prophetic way that there are new expressions in your life. Alright? It's, 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 you see, there are some animals that don't give birth to just one. They give birth to multiples. I want to say to you, welcome to your season of multiplication. It's your season of multiplication. Things will move from one to ten thousand. I don't want you to expect one to two, three. Don't expect the normal progression of things. Expect from one to one million, from one million to ten million. It's going to be like an investment paradise whereby God is just going to blow your mind. And it's a prophetic indication. What happened on Sunday is a prophetic indication of what's happening in your life. I want you to believe that. And I want you to see that God is doing it for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Lift your two hands up and thank Him. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Now, we're in such a pivotal time in the new. In fact, this afternoon, I was saying to the Lord, please, my greatest outcry, my prayer is, may nobody in this move miss out of what God is doing right now. You know, the move of God, and I'm going to teach about it in a moment, it, it, it's, it's so crucial that, like I say all the time, the Jewish people are still waiting for Jesus to come. They're still waiting for the Messiah. Do you know that some Jews, the reason why they, don't, they are not flamboyant, they don't spend money, they don't buy cars and houses, is because they have trained their children because they have lots of money. But what they do is that they train their children to let them know that a Messiah is coming. If you go to some part of the world, that's exactly their belief. They believe that the Messiah is still coming and they are stocking up wealth for the Messiah. So an average Jewish guy who is worth $500 million would be driving a rickety Dassun car. They don't want to do anything with their money. They will stock it up. They will tell their children that a Messiah is coming and when the Messiah comes, this money is what we are going to use to fund his agenda. They truly believe in the coming of a Messiah, but guess what? The Messiah has come and gone, but they are still waiting for the Messiah. Why unbelief? It's to also let us know that even in our lives, a move can be currently going on in your personal life or in the circumference to which you belong, but you are still waiting for a move to come. The greatest deception is the deception of a coming move of God, not a now move of God. The move of God is not coming. The move of God is come. That's why Jesus said that the kingdom of God is within you. He did not say what the same thing that John the Baptist was saying. John the Baptist was saying, prepare for the kingdom of God is coming. When Jesus came, Jesus took it to a whole new level. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Because Jesus himself was the embodiment of kingdom. And you see, in a generation, you can be right at the river bank, but yet you're using speech to wash your hands. And you can be praying for a move of God. You can be waiting in an allocated time of when the move would happen. But you are right in the center of something that God is doing. But if your eyes is not open, if your ears is not open, if your heart is not open to perceive, you will be in a move, a season will come and you will cease to be a seasoning in the season which you ought to be one. Why? Because you were not aware. And remember what I said to you two weeks ago, in the things of the spiritual, ero, um, um, ignorance is not an excuse. In the things of the spiritual, ignorance is not an excuse. There is nothing like, I don't know. No, it's not an excuse. The reason why you must know is because in the things of the spiritual, knowing is critical to fulfilling the things that God has in mind for you. And so I wanted to know that God is doing something. It's, it's unprecedented. I mean, I've been the pastor of the church for the past four years. But the sensation, the graces, the anointing, the tenacity, the, the burden that I've felt in the past four weeks, I've never, I'm telling you with all humility, I submit to you, I've never felt this in the beginning of this assignment. And for me, it's a clear indication. And my greatest prayer is that may no man born of a woman in this vision miss any single thing that God is doing in this time. 
may you not look back and say that oh I think I missed something or I, I pray that for you from my heart may we not may you not look back and say oh something happened God was moving where were the people who were in the days of Jesus who never encountered him some people hear him with the hearings of their ear but they never saw him may you not be in a place where God's name is being hallowed but you are not in the center encountering him having time with him only hearing of a Jesus that came in your time ah there were crusades Jesus was doing thousands of people were attending some other people were playing video game some people will be able to say that when I was on earth I saw him I saw his miracles I saw his works on the earth but there are so many people that would only talk about the hearing of him I beseech you by the message of God it's a crucial critical time I don't know about you but it's almost as though we have but a window and I want you to understand in the things of the spirit there are windows there are windows and I'll explain it to you I use this explanation all the time the Bible says about Jesus Jesus was about to go and die and he was in Gethsemane praying the Bible says he was praying then he went to us his disciples and says can't you watch with me one hour he went back to pray continued in the place of prayer went back there again he said can't you watch with me one hour he was praying they were sleeping the enemy was planning three spiritual activities at the same time one person was praying one person was sleeping Judas was planning with the enemy three spiritual activities at the same time I tell you sleep is a spiritual activity because it's an activity of nothingness and in the realms of the spirit there's nothing like I'm not doing anything you are doing something you are doing nothing is actually something so the disciples were sleeping Jesus was praying praying and the enemy was planning with Judas Iscariot Jesus came the last time as though he has done finished praying he looked at the disciples what did he say he said sleep on now because what has happened has happened it means that there was nothing they could do about that matter again do you understand what I'm saying here Jesus did not ask them to pray anymore because that sheep has sailed meaning that what Jesus was doing in that time of Gethsemane Jesus was building strength to be able to go through the process of the cross while the disciples also were supposed to be waiting to build strength do you see the reason of Peter's misbehavior the reason why Peter denied Jesus was not because he was not confident about the name of Jesus but because the strength required to be able to vocally say I know this Jesus he didn't have it so he said I've never met him before listen do you know that Peter's sin in my opinion was even more grievous than Judas Iscariot because there's a difference between denier and what, 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 what will I say Judas Iscariot did? Betrayal. Betrayal is that I know the person. I know the person and I can give him over to you. Denier is I don't know the person. Do you see? So in the grand scheme of things, Peter even did worse because at least Judas Iscariot accepted that I know him and I can offer him up for you. But Peter <laughs> said, I never seen him three times. He denied Jesus. But you see, he did not have the spiritual stamina to be able to vocally say, I know him before and do whatever he want to do for me. But the mercy of God always showed up. Do you know that if, Je if Judas Iscariot came back to Jesus, he would have been forgiven. And so don't let God be moving in your time and you are a spectator. My prayer for you is that your eyes will see, your ears will hear and your heart will perceive in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me say something here. The day your word ought to come, may you not be missing. 
put your hands on your belly and pray one minute put your hands on your belly and pray one minute the day your word what you ought to hear may may you not be missing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ pray in the spirit pray in the spirit in Jesus mighty name now what is Kairos the theme of today is Kairos maximizing Kairos moment how to maximize Kairos moment the Lord gave me a definition of Kairos moment never read it in the dictionary but the Lord gave it to me today when I was praying and the Lord says to me that a Kairos moment are events actions and inactions that ultimately affects your eventual purpose and destiny it says it's an event or activity that affects your outcome in destiny it's an event it's an activity that eventually affects your outcome in destiny so it means that your outcome in destiny is determined by the kairos moments of your lives that you miss or you did not miss and you see kairos moments are of two times there are the obvious moments which is called obvious kairos moments and they are the silence chapters of your life they are silent kairos moments. i'm going to explain what those things mean to you they are obvious kairos moments meaning that you can feel it in the air you can see the sensation an example of it is the fact that Jesus was faced to bring him back Lazarus to life. It should be, it was a Kairos moment obvious to everybody that Jesus had to bring back this person to life. But you see, that was very obvious. You didn't have to miss it. Jesus knew it was Kairos. Kairos moments are event activities that ultimately affect your outcomes in destiny. So you can, it can be very obvious like we're having right now in the new. It can be a moment where everybody knows that there's just something going on. It can be very obvious, but sometimes it can be very silent. But I tell you the honest truth, many times people miss the silent kairoses of their life. The silent kairoses of their life. The same way the weather is made up into four. There is winter, there is autumn, there is spring, and there is one more, help me. There's summer. It's the same way there are times and seasons in the life of a man. There are different seasons in the life of a man and those seasons embedded in each seasons are Kairos moments that determines the outcome of your life. Another example of silent Kairos moments is the example of Jesus who was at the boat with his disciples, Peter. They were going to get fish. The Bible says they had thought all night but caught nothing. Jesus went to them and says, Now take thy net and cast it to the other side. He says, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will do it. They did it. They caught a great catch. Guess what? The other people who were beside Peter, these guys did not even know about Jesus. Jesus did not come for them. They were just in the boats at the time. Don't forget this. They were also looking for fish because there was no fish. The same pool or the same um, um, sea they were all looking for fish from was the same sea they were in. And so they didn't also have the same way the disciples of Jesus did not have. But there was a Kairos moment for those other people on the boats. 
even though in retrospect now they might not know that a Kairos moment happened for them because why would a fisherman go to the sea? The fisherman always goes to the sea to get fishes. They were on the sea that day to get fish but Jesus came for the disciples not for them but Kairos also met them there. It was silent but it happened. They didn't see it but it happened. So there are silent Kairoses in a man's life. May God open your eyes so much that you will never miss a Kairos in your life. One day I went to the Lord in prayer. The Lord told me, the reason why, listen to this. He says the reason, the, the reason of stagnancy sometimes in many people's life is Kairoses, layered Kairoses that was missed. Because a man can miss layers of Kairoses. Look at what Solomon said. He said, I've seen two evils in this world. I've seen kings walk just barefooted like a non-entity. He says, I've also seen servants ride on horses. He said, time and chance. Kairoses that was missed. Times and seasons that they could not tell that God was moving. He says, I will walk a walk in your days. If you were told, you will not believe it. Meaning that it might look so simple that you might not actually believe the simplicity of it. Kairos moments. It means in a man's life, God in his wisdom has a way of channeling kairoses for you part time. It's in the system of God. I hope you know that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, what you are really praying in the Spirit is that you are reorchestrating, regalvanizing kairoses in your life. But it's one thing to pray in a kairos. It's another thing to be aware of the kairos. It's another thing to prepare for the kairos. And it's another thing to have the strength to oblige to the requirements of the kairoses. Because until those three indices come together, your kairos will not happen. I pray for you. I don't know who's going to receive this one, but every moment once lost, I command by the power of the Holy Ghost restored right now. Kairos moment. Kairos moment. This is the difference of a king and a nobody. Kairoses. We call it time and chance, but it's, it's activities, events that eventually affect your outcome in destiny events that eventually orchestrate your outcome kairoses and today we are looking at how to maximize kairos moments like this time that we are in and so what i'm going to teach you number one of how to maximize kairos moments is you would build spiritual capital write this down build spiritual capital Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Renemondo Copaladis. Now, open your Bible with me to the book of Matthew chapter 4. And I'm going to show you some very powerful things here tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 4. And we're going to read from verse 1 because as we start to fast, I want to teach us the principle of fasted and prayer and so that we can understand what it means when we fast and pray and the impact and the effect of the spiritual capacity that fasting and prayer does for us the spiritual capital that comes by the medium and through the medium of the spiritual activities called fasting and prayer and so no other person is best to help us understand what this spiritual principle does in your kairos 
And the only person I'm going to, I mean, not only, but one person I want us to look at his life as our high priest is Jesus today. And so we're going to look and study the book of Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. And I'm teaching this tonight so that when you start, which you've started today, the next 31 days, you would have perspective. When you pray, when you fast, you will know what you are doing. You would understand that when you build spiritual capacity, there is something you are doing. When you build up spiritual capital, there is something you are really doing. And so I want you to listen very closely tonight. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. The Bible says, And then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, it was the Spirit himself that drove Jesus to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The next verse, verse 2 then says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Next verse. And when the tempter came to him, pause there. Keep the scripture for me and watch me, everyone. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Verse 2 of the scripture. Verse 3 of the scripture then says, The tempter came to him afterwards. Let me say it again. Because I want to help you understand when we are talking about Kairos moments and how we build spiritual capital to be able to have the power, the might, the wisdom to maximize Kairos moment. The Bible says Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights. The moment he started fasting 40 days, 40 nights, Pam, a signal was released in the realms of the spirit. Pam, the enemy showed up. Which lets us understand this. Never miss this. Which helps us to understand that when spiritual capital is being built, it doesn't send the enemy away. In fact, spiritual capital invites the enemy. Oh, I want you to hear what I'm talking about. When you begin to undertake and partake in certain spiritual activities, signals are let loose in the realms of the spirits. Because when we pray and fast, many times we think that we are pushing the enemy away. But I tell you, there are signals and there are things you do spiritually. It strikes a chord in the realm of the spirit. It gets the attention. The attention must come because you have hit a note. You have touched a chord in the realm of the spirit that must command them to come towards you. Because spiritual capital is built to destroy the works of darkness. And darkness would always come to find out who is building such bank to be able to oppose my opposition. So they come to you, not run away from you. I want you to understand that so that in the next one, three, four weeks of this fasting, when you are angry with somebody, you understand that the enemy has showed up. When you are offended, you understand that that, that offense is a spiritual warfare you are fighting. When you begin to see the war of accusation, you would understand that those accusations, people just say, oh, you did something you did not do. You would understand that a spiritual warfare started. Why? Because you have hit a note in the realms of the spirit. And the moment you hit those notes, the capital of the spirit says that they must show up. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? Spiritual capital. Spiritual capital. In fact, let me tell you something. You must also understand that there are things you participate in spiritually that must come that that the realms of the spirit will stand still and find out what is going on right there they must it's it's a spiritual law they must find out what is going on there because you see it is not normal in a babylonian system to fast and pray for 30 days 
because they know that in Lagos, the spirit of Lagos, the spirit of the new age is not one that gives people the power and the time and the strength to be able to do a 31 days fasting and prayer. The moment you start doing those things, they know that somebody else is going against the Babylonian system. They just know that, no, this is not the norm. People don't pray three hours in Lagos. People don't pray five hours like that. People don't pray 10 hours like that. People don't fast for 31 days. Something is going on there. Let us find out what is going on there. Every spiritual activity that is that, that commensurates to a shift always gets the attention of the enemy. Always. Because they know in the system, you cannot just do those kind of things. Because the society doesn't warrant that. The Babylonian structure is designed in such a way that it collapses those kind of things. That's why you can only go to church for one hour. After one hour of the world, you are tired because the system tells you that you must compartmentalize your life such a way that you must not give room to any other thing that will require you to abstain from things that you desire. So when it looks as though anything that you desire and you want, you have decided to abstain from it, the system of Babylon would reintroduce it to you and when you are not receiving it, it will come back to you and say you must receive this thing. So they know in the times of Jesus, nobody dares fast 40 days. So the attention was not just because it was Jesus. It was because Jesus undertook a spiritual principle that called the attention of that place. Whenever you start entering into some territory and some zone, the devil knows. And let me tell you something. If the devil does not know that there's something you're about to dislodge, it will not come. The reason why it even got his attention in the first place is because he knows that there's something you're about to break open. So it will show up. And you know the devil doesn't show up black and white. It doesn't show up in a movie. It shows up in vices. It shows up on your social media. It shows up on offense. It shows up on conversation. It shows up on little things. Things that you will not react to before. Those are the things that it will begin to push your attention. All of a sudden, the pressure of Lagos comes on you. And you start from day one, day two, day three. Then you stop at day four. Because the pressure of Lagos has come. And you say, but God should understand. What has happened is that the moment you undertook that spiritual activity, bam, they've come to try to shut you down. Because they know that the moment they can shut you down, the enemy must flee at the end of the temptation. Glory be to God. And so we must begin to build capital spiritually so that that capital is what we use when we have Kairos. Because when you have Kairos, you must have the corresponding power to speak to Kairos. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. When you have Kairos, Elisha understood Kairos. The moment Elijah was about to fly, Elijah was about to take over, he saw him, he said, my father, the horseman and his chariot, he had the word. Because it says, if you see me when I'm taken, he had the word. Before that time, Elisha never called Elijah father. His lingua changed the moment he saw. It means that it's only sons that can step in the shoes of a father. The switch of inheritance happened the moment he saw him. They didn't need anybody to say Elijah was Elisha was now the king or the head of the of the of the prophetic camp. No, Kairos made it happen for him. You know, the Lord told me this yesterday, this morning while I was praying. He said, Shall I now I want you to take I want you to take the church deeper. It says, take them to deeper waters. I want to say something to you. The teachings going forward in this church, 
and all our services is going to be meat, strong, good meat. And I want you to prepare for it. The Lord says we have come to Vira Halakino Susafala Higas. It says you have come to the damp, the unstoppable, uncomfortable rivers of unusual flow. It says as a church we have come into the flow of rivers. It says we are like oceans deep oceans that spreads round the earth thank you Lord thank you Jesus and so we must understand that it is imperative that we must build spiritual capacity because like I say all the time only empowered spirit for few purpose only empowered spirit for few destiny the Bible says about Jesus went to fast 40 days 40 nights and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit he had the capacity adequate enough to match the destiny that is professing there are many people you don't have the past capacity spiritually and physically to match up with the kind of destiny you are believing for these two must go hand in hand you must have the capacity spiritually and physically to match up with what you are saying Glory be to God. So let's continue spiritual capacity and spiritual capital being built. Verse 4. Verse 4. But he answered and said, it is written. Now go back to verse 3. Verse 3. Look at what happened here. Now the tempter came to him and said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Command. Now, the devil now started giving Jesus another identity crisis conversation like he did with Eve. Did God really say? Did God really say you would see? Then the same conversation the devil now had with Jesus. It says if you are the son of God, he was telling somebody who knew. I mean, if he was not the son of God, he wouldn't have even wasted his time 40 days and 40 nights to be empowered by the spirit. He says if you are the son of God now, command these stones to be made bread but you see many people have asked that why didn't Jesus do it why didn't Jesus if Jesus was Jesus then why didn't he do it because Jesus would try to be demonstrating who he was to the devil he need not to demonstrate who he was to the devil he's already Jesus number two is that in the provisions of the scripture there is nothing like you turning stones to bread because the devil commands you to do it the moment Jesus did that it was already acting to the voice of the devil and the only person who gets his command is God the Father the only person who could give him the answer um, the, 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 the commandeering right to do anything is God the Father not the devil so Jesus if he had turned that thing to bread it would have been reporting to the devil it doesn't report to the devil that's why there are some temptations you don't give into because the moment you do that you are reporting to him there are some conversations you don't get involved with there are some friendship you are not a part of because the moment you get in there you are reporting it now becomes your HQ the head office of your decisions the head office of the department that 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 puts together your destiny Jesus said I'm not going to fall into that realm for you but look at what Jesus then did. Chapter 4, verse 4. Jesus did not now speak words back to the devil. Jesus now went to the Bible, to the scriptures, 
and now brought out word. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now pause there. This is what it means to build spiritual capital because you must understand this. That this scripture was in the Old Testament. If you look at the life of Jesus, I want you to hear me very well because I'm about to hit some notes here. If, if you look at the life of Jesus, you would, you would understand the importance and the power of the scriptures, the Bible. How every word of God is prophecy. How every word in the scripture was divinely created by the Holy Ghost so that in futures to come, you would have reference points. You can always go to, I submit to you by the mercy of God. Every single thing in your life that you are ought to enter that you have not entered is inside this world that you have not seen. I pray your eyes will be open to see it. Every single thing is in the circumference of the word. Every single thing is in the borders of the word. Jesus went back. What book of the Bible did Jesus go back to? Do you know that in this temptation of Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4 all the way down, the scriptures Jesus was quoting back to the devil was in the book of Deuteronomy. Yeah, it's the book of Deuteronomy. Every single scripture that Jesus quoted back was in the book of Deuteronomy. He was quoting it back to him exactly what was in the scripture. That's why Jesus' life was a reference point of the Old Testament. Everything was in the, his life was bordered in the scriptures. When Jesus got to the temple, he read a scripture. He says, This day, this book, he closed the book. He says, This day, this book has been fulfilled in your hearing because every word of your prophecy, every word of your life is in the Bible. The problem is that we have many believers who are too lazy to stay, to build spiritual capacity. What I'm trying to say to you is that in this fasting of 31 days, it is not only fasting of prayer, but it's also spiritual capacity of the word. You must build spiritual capacity, depthness of the word. It's not just prayer. It's not just praying one hour and say, yes, I tick my conscience box. It's you knowing the word of God. What is written in the Bible concerning you? Acts 8 verse 8, the, word, the, the Lord gave us a scripture last week during Gethsemane. It says, great joy is coming to our city through us. Great joy, Acts 8, 8, and there was great joy in that city. That was a prophetic word that we are hanging on to. This was the word that responded when we said we we're going to do seven churches. Do you know that? There are words in the scripture written for you. There are words in the scripture written for you. I tell you, every single person, their prophetic scriptures are located to your portion, are located to your destiny, are located to your assignment, are located to your vision, are located to your ministry. Jesus found his own in the book of in the book of Isaiah. That's why do you know that everything most in the Bible that Jesus quoted from. It was in Deuteronomy, it was in Psalms, and it was in Isaiah. Those were the places he was taking reference points concerning his life. If Jesus had reference points in his life, I tell you under God, you do. The problem is we are too weak to search the scriptures. The Bible says in 1 Peter, it says we should go in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you open Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3, Let's look at it. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. 
you will see the scripture there Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3 this was what Jesus was referencing back to the devil he says be humble thee and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doeth not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus was referencing now let me show you something let's go a little bit deeper by the spirit the book of Deuteronomy thank you Lord now the book of Deuteronomy in itself we must understand why that was the temptation of Jesus and why exactly was Jesus referencing that book of Deuteronomy so let's go to the book of Deuteronomy if you have your Bible that's why I always ask everyone have a hard copy some of those things you might not see it and I'm going to read for you because the Deuteronomy the book of Deuteronomy is the fifth book of Moses so I'm going to read for you you know the narration or the commentary of the book of Deuteronomy is somebody following me this morning this evening is somebody getting something this evening I'll read it here in the Bible this commentary part it says Deuteronomy Moses upper desert discourse consists of a series of farewell messages by Israel's 120 year old leader this was talking about Moses it is addressed to a new generation ah, destined to possess the land of promise so the book of Deuteronomy was actually a letter to a new generation it was a close of a chapter ah. it was a close of a chapter and a reopening of a new chapter so Jesus was talking about don't let me go ahead of myself let's, let's keep going it says it's addressed to the new generation destined to possess the land of promise those who survived the 40 years of wilderness wandering so this was actually Moses funeral passing notes to a new generation a generation who did not participate in the wilderness well let me say they participated the end of time of the wilderness and came out of that wilderness experience those were the people that the book of Deuteronomy was written for they were the people who did not see Moses strike the rock several times in disobedience they were people who knew that God had promised them a new thing and were willing to walk in that new thing in the mindset of the new and they were now setting requirements, consecrations given to them in the book of Deuteronomy upon which they must circumference and borders their life. So Jesus was then referencing to the devil that in the new dispensation, the older generation knew God through manna. But we in the new, we don't know God through manna, we know God through the word. Did you hear what I said there? That was exactly what Jesus was saying to them there. He says, that's why if you read the scripture, it says, Deuteronomy 8, it says, and, and suffered thee to hunger and feed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might know them, make them know, the man doeth shall not live by bread. He was talking about manna here. Yeah. 
So it was referencing to them that the older new God by give me, give me, give me manna God. But the new chapter is not the give me, give me, give me. It's the one who know the Lord their God. The Bible says, I submit to you. It says those who know the Lord their God. It says they are the ones that will be strong and do many mighty exploits. So the book of Deuteronomy was a letter of possibility to a new generation. It's in those books you will see references of scriptures like, and you see, it was a letter of Moses' heart whereby he was sort of like putting them into shape. That's why you will see scriptures like Deuteronomy 8 verse 18. It says to them, it says, remember the Lord thy God. It says he's the one that gives the power to get wealth. It says when you have this wealth, or when you have the, I tell you, Moses was talking from an understanding that I had power, I had might, but don't be carried away by the power and the might that you have. You must remember that it's the Lord that even gives you that power to achieve the influence, the authority, the might, the scepter, the anointing, the wisdom, the favor that you have. Remember this, the Lord thy God. It's in the scriptures like that in Deuteronomy 28, you will see all the words of the Lord, all the blessings that comes upon those who would diligently serve God. You can see it right there. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10 and verse 11, you will see the promises of houses you do not build. In the book of Deuteronomy, there were prophecies in promises designed for a new generation to benefit from. This was exactly what Jesus was quoting back to the devil. Now, let me explain something to you. Do you know that man speaks from the reference points of their meditation? So could it be that even in the 40 days and 40 nights, the book of Deuteronomy was some of the scriptures that Jesus was referencing. So he remembered it enough to be able to give it back to the devil. What are you reading? Are you reading social media? Is social media your reference point of the word? Because when you spike up spiritual activity, be ready for the devil to show up. And when he shows up, I bet you, you must have the word to be able to speak to him. Because he doesn't respond to lingua, he responds to spirits. And the word which I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. The word. Matthew chapter 4, let's keep going again. I, I want to implore to you, get as many people to, the new members who are not online currently, get them again to be a part of this. Go and watch the service again and again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 4, verse 7. Now let's go to verse 6. Let's continue reading the scripture because we're talking about Jesus fasting and praying. The Bible says, and said unto him, if thou be the son of God, no, go back. Verse 5. Aha. Uh -huh. Verse 5. After Jesus has spoken the word to him now, referencing Deuteronomy for him. Then the devil then said, uh -huh, okay, let's take it to another level. Then the devil take him up into a holy city and sit him on a pinnacle of the temple. Next verse. Can you imagine this devil? He now took Jesus to temple. <laughs> that's a teaching on its own because some people's temptation is the church they belong but that's not another conversation you see you don't make oh thank you Lord Jesus you follow ministries by the prompting of the spirit of God to you per time and when I mean per time I'm not saying that you are hippie hopping from one church to another that's what I'm saying Meaning that you must be quick to know where God would have you be. There are many people who are moved to and fro just by 
different things. For those of you who are joining us for the first time today, welcome to the new. The Lord says I should officially welcome you to this church and we embrace you as a family. Glory be to God. Now let's keep going. Verse 6. And he said unto them, If thou be the Son of God, now, watch this, oh. Cast thyself down, for it is written. Now, can you see the devil? The first time he came to Jesus, he came to Jesus with turn stone to bread. Then Jesus responded to word. Then the devil now said, okay, we want to play word now, Abi. Okay, let's play word. So the devil himself knew word. Now, let me teach you something right there. If the word was not important, the devil would not need to know it. Because what is the devil's business with Psalms 91? This scripture is Psalms 91. It was Psalm 91 the devil was caught in here. If the devil had no business with the word, if there's nothing powerful about the word, the devil will not cause the word to Jesus. Because when he caused the word to Jesus, he was expecting that Jesus must respond to the word because he's the word. Because Jesus only responds to the word, which is to let you understand some things that people can take the scripture from a point and teach it in a way that is suiting enough and you will believe it. But it's good for you to grow and mature so that you are not tossed by winds of doctrine. You know, because when it says in this scripture, Psalm 91, that um, it will give his angels charge over you, there was a reference point upon which this must happen. It says, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Then the scripture that says, it will, if you now abide there, he will give his angels charge over you. The devil took that scripture out of context without referencing the beginning of the scripture. You see how people miss life. People just take hyperactive teachers of the word who just preach heresy and they're excited about it because they take one line without showing them precept upon precept and the devil makes people respond to things that they took in isolation. That's why the concept of feminism is an perverted isolation of what people believe that God is saying while he's not saying. That's exactly what the devil was presenting to Jesus. It says if you are God now, because Psalm 91 says, you want, to, you want to do scripture play now? Oh yeah, let's play scripture now. Let's start throwing card of scripture. But see, that is why we must build believers who not only build spiritual capacity and capital in the place of prayer, but also build spiritual capital in the word. People who know the word. Because you see, there are some things prayer cannot respond to. It must be a conversation to word. It must be word play, word play, word play. This thing must go beyond word land J to word land B. You must be that word. It's not just, it's because you must respond to something. I tell you under God, there are some things tongues will not answer to. There are some things in the name of Jesus. I command that thing must go. It's utterance of power and high-level vocabulary that can shift certain things. Doesn't mean you shouldn't pray in tongues. It's important. It charges you up. It builds you up. Your, whole, your most holy faith. But you must have spiritual capacity. So we must have people in the... See, and this, this has nothing to do with you being a pastor. Because many people believe that people who should be spiritual, who must have that spiritual depth, must only be pastors. Do you want to look at the people in the Bible who were not pastors but had those kind of depths? Are we talking about Daniel? 
Are we talking about Esther? Are we talking about Philip? Are we talking about um, Stephen in the Bible? Stephen was a deacon. Stephen. Meaning that if we, those are people who we send on as an errand. They are the people that set up lights, set up sound. Those, that's their work. So if it's, if it's in a current church setting, Stephen would be people who are doing media sound, but the Bible says it was full of the word. Full of the word. The Bible talks about Stephen. When Stephen was going to die, it was quoting the whole of Psalms. Psalms, Acts chapter 7. It was quoting Psalms. It was, it was, the Bible says it's transfiguration. They saw his face. His face was like the face of an angel. Transfiguration. That was a, that was a, a Stephen will be like an usher, a, a junior usher. So we must move away from this child play of the spiritual intensity and capacity only rest upon certain individuals who are willing to go ahead of positional leadership. And people now exempt themselves from that kind of depth. The kind of believers we are raising in the new are people who are full of the word, full of the spirit, who are able to not only pray as long, but only have the, also have the word to speak back to the devil when it comes. Matthew chapter 4 verse 7. Now let's look at the reference of what Jesus did again. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. Thank you Lord. Look at Jesus' response to him. It was, yeah. Deuteronomy 6 16. It says, Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus responds back to him from the word. From the word. Listen, God will never do anything outside the borders of his word. In fact, open Psalms 2 verse 7. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I think, yes, Psalms 2 verse 7. Now, look at this. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, and this day have I begotten thee. God was declaring what? Go to the New Testament. I think it's Hebrews, Hebrews 5. Hebrews 5, 5. Hebrews 5, verse 5. Check Hebrews 5, verse 5. Aha. So also, Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest, but he that said unto him. Did you see that? Christ was saying what God said to him. And God was saying what he took from the word. So even God speaks word. The lingua of God is word. When God wants to communicate to you, he gives you word. But he said unto him, thou at my son, this day have I begotten thee in the scripture, in the book of Psalm. These were things that the Holy Ghost, God was telling David and in the book of Hebrew, the New Testament was being referenced back all over again. So God spoke the word to Jesus and Jesus was referencing back what God had said to him. Do you see that the word is the border? The same thing. In the book of um, Luke chapter 18, chapter 4 verse 18, when Jesus got before the people, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised. Next verse. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Next verse. 
and he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down and all the eyes of them who were there in the synagogues were fasting on him next verse and he began to say to them this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears Isaiah chapter 61 let's go to Isaiah 61 Isaiah 61 this was the scripture Jesus was referencing you see that the life of Jesus was bordered. That's why Jesus could not die. He gave up himself. He did not die. Because the borders of his life, I'm telling you, there are things written in the word concerning you. His life was bordered by the word. He, wrote, he read Isaiah 61 back to them in the word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is why you must border your life because you see when kairos moment comes the kairos moment of our lives would begin to look for the capacity on our inside that must be able to respond to those kairoses and if you don't have that and there are certain things that must change in your life this season this 20 this 31 days fasting and prayer number one your prayer life must go to another level Your prayer life must go to another level. Let me show you something. One time when we first moved to the place we were staying now, my wife and I, in that estate, one day we were taking a stroll and I saw a very nice spa. And in that spa, they had a um, gym center there. So I told my wife that, you know, that I want to have some biceps and just have some buttes, muscles. So I told my wife that the next day I'm going to come and register and, you know, I would then come and be doing this thing. So the next day I went there, you know, paid. The first day I was excited. I wore my shorts. I got this um, half, what they call those things? Short sleeves or sleeveless, you know, now so that the vibes, when I'm doing it, I will see. I don't want long sleeve. I wonder how people do all those gymming things with long sleeve. You won't be able to see all the glory, the hand. So I took short sleeve. <laughs> So I got there, I was excited. The guy said, you know, when you go to those kind of places, anything they give you, you will carry. Because you want, you just want the thing to show up quickly. I didn't know the guy was punishing me. I had no, he just said, take this one, I carry. Do this one, I do. I just did everything. Frog jump, leg drop. They now say, we'll be drinking avrogado. I say, what is this one? <laughs> what is avrogado? I mean, <laughs> I went back home, ate my normal, Nigerian kind of what was Afrogado? I'll just be licking something like this. You're doing here. <laughs> the next morning I woke up. I felt like you know when the Bible talks about uh, what was that scripture? Uh, when uh, who was that guy? Who, what was his name? Skip my mind. Who was detained before the Lord? Eh? Dodge the Edomites. You know, Judge Edomite, the Bible says he was detained before the Lord. You know what it means to be detained? It means you woke up, but you can't stand. I wanted to carry my hand. I said, ah, this hand feels heavier than what I, the hand I normally know. This leg, <laughs> this is how I was walking the house, and my wife was just making jest of me. But you see, I told people how I felt. I said, no, P.S., this is what you do. That is normal like that. 
if you continue doing it for like next four days, one week, two weeks, your body adjusts to it. And then what happens is that you begin to see the outcome after some time. Spiritual outcomes don't happen immediately sometimes. It's not the moment you plant a seed, you see the results. Sometimes it's like the Chinese bamboo tree that must take three years sometimes. But when it comes out, ayah, this is what it talks about when people say somebody just emerged in the scene. Nobody just emerged in the scene. There were backside stories that never made the front page newspaper. But I tell you the honest truth, there were backside stories. So I said I was never going to do it again. But they told me that if I continue, this is what it means to build spiritual capacity. It's like you are dreaming. But the first day might be stressful. Second day, I tell you, for many of you, you are even going to do this fast to the end of the year. Because you become so used to them. And let me say something. Everybody has a divine curriculum and also divine consecration. Just because we are fasting 31 days, after the 31 days, if the God of heaven says continue, don't say we have closed at the church. We might have closed at the church, but your own destiny has not closed. If God puts that burden on you, please, I beg of you, continue it. Because for some of you, the ground in which we are are different grounds. Some people have broken ground. Some people need to get other grounds. Let me teach you something spiritual here today. You see, everybody is layered upon the priesthood. And the priesthood is in two dimensions. I don't know why I'm saying this, but let me explain it to you. Particularly those who are called to ministry. I want you to hear this. Thank you, Lord. Everybody lift your two hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. God asked me to pray for everyone in ministry. Everybody lift your two hands and pray in the Spirit. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say a new wave of glory honor and might pray in the spirit pray in the spirit everybody a new wave of glory honor and might set the Lord a new wave of glory honor and might pray in the spirit everyone who feels a call Pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets. A new wave of glory. Hallelujah. Let me show you this here and as I begin to wrap up. Everybody who is called has already a divine ordination by God from the foundation of the earth. But I tell you some secrets tonight, and you can decide to say whatever or say blah, 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 but I tell you some secrets that would help your life. There are secrets, secret keys, I tell you the honest truth, that gives men advantage in life there are secret keys meaning that everyone can be running a relay race or let me put it this way a hundred meter dash but there is an advantage on one two three four that makes them give other people a gap before they start meaning that this is the starting line for everybody 
but they by their priesthood they have a gap ahead so there is an advantage in God that gave them that gap these are secrets that makes men and gives men advantage I want to share two of them with you because every person is standing upon a priesthood the foundation of our priesthood is Christ but there are secrets of advantage so let me explain what that means to you particularly those who are in ministry there are some people whereby in their lineage there are prophetic inheritances, pastoral inheritances, pastoral DNA, prophetic DNAs, apostolic DNAs, spiritual DNAs, evangelical DNAs, whereby the moment the Bible says Saul was amongst the prophets, the Bible says Saul began to prophesy. What that means, prof, Saul did not go to a prophetic school. He did not go to a preaching school. Just by the proximity of those who were called like him, the prophetic in him came alive. What I'm trying to explain to you is this, that there are secrets of advantage, meaning that there will be people who by the reason of divine advantages for them, in their lineage, you can literally trace a line of priesthood either their pastor or their their dad their grandfather their mother was a prayer warrior a prayer person or their grandfathers were powerful prophetic people or their grandfathers or great-grandfathers were actually and you can speak you can drive me on twitter or whatever but i tell you the truth under god there are people who have such advantage it's like an head start and in the realms of the spirit, there are no abandoned estates. Abandoned estates only happen when people are not aware of the inheritances upon which they stand upon. So it means that there are people who can be born into a family whereby there is an ang of a scepter of a prophetic lineage there. Nobody took that scepter, nobody walked inside. It does not mean that it's not there. The moment they become aware of it, they align to the call of God upon their life that scepter drops on their hands and let me tell you the truth every scepter comes with allotted angels scepters are not just given just by men they are angels apportioned to ensure that whenever the scepter is striked they must ensure and compelled that those scepters must adhere to the instruction upon which it was struck it was struck for so the angels of the assignment respond the moment they show up on the scene especially when they are aligned in partnership with that scepter right there so some people already have that advantage some people their priesthood of their mother's prayer life has built a foundation of favor for them there are people who work in favor they did not pray for they were abandoned estates they've heaped up things for them they just drag them by the hand and say you come and stand and enjoy it this is what they call the 19th hour the, the 11th hour people people who just step into things that they did not do anything about they walked into it do you know that there are people who by God their mother was compelled by the spirit to ensure that they were moved by the spirit to ensure that they gave them relevant pictures images necessary for the vision and the destiny designed for them I'm one of those kind of people by the compelling of grace 
All the way down from a small age to the supernatural, I saw blind, I saw lame, I saw spiritual things. Tell me the truth. There is no way nobody can take that thing away from me. It built for me an image of the supernatural, of possibility. If anybody says it's not possible, I tell you under God it's possible. Why? Because I had that head start. There are people who have head starts of apostolic. There are people who have that head start whereby by the grace upon which is in that lineage, nothing finishes in their house. Meaning that when it's caught out to shame, money will always show up. It's an estate. It's an advantage in God. I tell you the truth. There are people who, when they pick the mic, it's not because they went to a school of how to teach. The grace upon that lineage just rests. This is what happens in the priesthood and even in the 12 tribes of Israel. They all add upon which priesthood they stood. It's the same exact thing for another sect of people. They have that head start. Their prayer life of the family. For some people, it's promises or covenants by God to the father or to the mother. But every covenant requires another person to participate and collaborate with it. So the father and the mother might not collaborate or participate. Thereby, the covenant never came to pass in their lifetime. But the child just becomes strong, grows up. The covenant is still there hanging. It is passed on to the children's children. I hope you also know the same way the Bible talks about curses going down to children's children to the fourth generation is the same way blessings goes down to children's children's children to the fourth generation. They are spiritual equivalents of power hanging in dimensions of men. But many people might not know so as a minister you must first ask yourself some certain questions what are my advantages and disadvantages when you don't know your disadvantage when you find your disadvantage you must then now partner the bible says i am poor akata it says go to them that sell and buy so how you get that head start also, you look at the people in your sphere, in your circumference, in your system, upon which have that priesthood. You go to them and buy. How do you buy? Proximity, association, conversation, prayer, relationships. It's an exchange that happens. There are some people, they don't have a problem to start something. There are some people they have a problem to start. There are some people that they don't have a problem to preach. It's a grace that flows. They carry the mic, the thing just flows. It starts. I tell you the truth, there are favors allotted and apportioned to men. You look at your life and say to yourself, Oh God of heaven, which is is which of which is critical and required for my life? Then you go to them who sell and buy. Meaning that there are some things, I tell you the truth, honor God. When we say, God bless me, God bless me. There is no blessing God is going to put on you that will not come through a man. God works with systems of men. The allocation of heaven is embedded in men. The problem is your discernment. If you can discern the man and the woman who God by divine timing, association and chance brings to you by time to be able to know who carries what for you. In destiny there is part and in destiny there is destination. What many people are focused on many times is the destination but they don't know that in the pathway of destiny there are people in that path who hold clues, riddles for your eventual destination. You can walk the pathway of destiny not knock the door of the people who hold your clue to the pathway of it you get to the door of destiny you knock it is not opened until you go back and align yourself with the men required to give you the clues you get to that door you collect it the door opens on its own accord why you recognize the men and the gifting that they carry 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. So you look at your advantage. You look at where you are. You tell yourself, you ask yourself critical questions. There are people when they pray, you will know that I've heard some musicians sing. You will know that it's not their voice alone that is singing. You will know what the, you know what the Bible calls spirit of just men made perfect. You will know that the voices there is beyond one person is beyond one person singing. Then you will realize that there are men by the spirit that people voices backed up by the spirit. One of the movies that I love, it, see people watch that movie, but I watched it with a prophetic lens. Lion King, prophetic lens. Prophetic lens. When Simba showed up, when he got to the stature of himself, this was Simba who was eating rubbish with low-level low animal. He walked on, he saw, he saw water, he said, never, this cannot be me. Simba did not go to a rowing school. He did not have to quickly go to a rowing school to learn how to row. The row was within him. But he only needed the water to show him that the roar was inside of him. The roar of Simba came alive the moment he saw the water. But guess what happened to Simba? The moment after that encounter, it was like a nighttime. The face of his father showed up. These are fathers that have gone ahead of him. People who are waiting. For the Bible says, for we have no, we have clouds of witnesses. I hope you know that. Cloud of witnesses are not in the thin cloud. They are spiritual entities, spiritual beings. Meaning David is an institution, is a cloud of witness. In your own life, you might have you might have a, stereotype, a a prototype of that kind of calling, which means it seems to be like a cloud of witness for you. So when your assignment requires a Davidic type to show up, the cloud of witness of the Davidic shows up to say, "Let's go." Did you guys hear what I just said? Thank you, Jesus. Place your hands on your belly and pray everyone in the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. Pray the Holy Ghost. Arepotomoro kombale talemandes. Menamoro kombara telemandes. Merebana kobra di kapala nemandes. Lord, whatever you are doing this season, don't do it without me. Keep praying. Keep praying. I build relevant stamina. One more minute, keep praying, keep praying. Pray for me. Our God is an awesome God, He reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power. Lord, our God is an awesome an awesome God he reigns from heaven above with wisdom power Lord our God is an our God our God is an awesome God he reigns from heaven above with wisdom 
kingdom power, Lord our God. One more time. Our God, our God. From heaven, from heaven. Pray in the Holy Ghost one more time as we begin to close. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're watching at home, pray in the Holy Ghost. As a young lady, you feel like standing up. Stand up right now and pray in the Holy Ghost. The Lord told me it would be visiting people tonight. 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 Visions of the night. There's someone right now I see in the spirit. God just opened your eyes to see something. You saw the King of Glory. Eyes are opened. Eyes are unveiled. Eyes are unveiled. Le parato pele capale monto. Peramando cosica bahaya. Hallelujah. Now you're going to pray one prayer. The capacity in me would not go to waste. In my generation, the capacity, oh God of heaven, the capacity in me would not go to waste. In my generation, through me, great joy will come to my city. Through me, great joy will be dispensed in my city. Through me, I dispense the glory, the power, and the greatness of our Lord. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Capara Telemondo. Patelemondo Caparatelemandaya I just saw something in the realm of the spirit now. I saw a liver, a kidney. Kidney is that red, it's, it's like that red tube. I just saw that in the realms of spirit. Upon the authority of Christ right now, I speak to that kidney problem you don't even know about. And of and the authority of Jesus, I point the finger of God to it. And I command a brand new one. In the name of Jesus. I heard the Lord say that he's given someone a brand new kidney. A brand new kidney. A brand new kidney. Someone watching me under the sound of my voice right now. It's like when you cough, you cough, you cough out um, a brownish concentration of, of saliva. Very brownish. It's, it's, it's different from what it means when you have a flu. And you've been scared of going to the hospital and because of the report. Hear the word of the Lord. That, that problem in your loin, in your lungs. Every bacteria, they dry up right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's someone on the side of my voice that's like a tie in this side of your womb. It's like a tie of the enemy. I come in the authority of Christ the King the savior of the old nations I command be loosed in the name of Jesus 
be loosed in the name of Jesus. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. I command victory for you right now. Every abdominal problem issues, I command it to disappear right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now listen to this. That spirit of forgetfulness. Lamena Kora Palenomontus. It's giving you concern sometimes whereby you begin to think that maybe there's something going on with you mentally. Meaning that you read something and you can't just remember. You just, you just can't remember. It's a spirit. It's a demonic spirit in oppression. The plan of that demonic spirit is to get you to a place of adequate, continuous mental illness. Whereby you get to a point where you stop recognizing people. But I've prayed for you by the stretching of the hand of power. And I rebuke that spirit right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to go right now. Go right now. Go right now. I take authority over you. I command you to go out right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I announce new marriages in the new. Today, when I was praying, I saw wedding rings. I saw wedding rings. I command that everyone who is ripe in a marriageable age, I command, let you and your partner begin to connect. In the authority of Jesus Christ. The Lord is crowning people's efforts. Your head is being crowned. I see crowns. Your head is being crowned. Your head is being crowned. One of the things the Lord told me about this fasting is that it's going to imprint divine mandates and divine templates into the hearts of people. Whereby at the end of this fast, you would have, I want you to believe what the prophet is saying. You would have critical solution to the health sector. Believe this. You would have critical solution to entertainment. Meaning that in the dream of the night, it will be written just the same way Nebuchadnezzar saw the handwriting of the world. You will see by just the surge of the spirit. It will be by the supply of the spirit. Just by conversation, you will be reporting things that are up to happen 20 years to come. Divine solutions like a scroll will be handed to you. Will be handed to you. Will be handed to you. I want you to take this 31 days critical. Like your whole life depends on it because your life depends on it. I pray for you. As we're about to cross over, nobody will be missing. Amen. I say it again, nobody will be missing. Amen. That's why this season you have to be your brother's keeper in the new. The new member, let me speak to you. Be your brother's keeper. All your friends ensure they are participating. Your family members that you know must be a part of this river. There are long-standing issues in your family, long-standing situations. Make sure, just have a holy, you know, holy matrimony. Gather everybody together. Just the same way when the Israelites were going to leave, they called their family together. There are things that must be done together. It's not something, there are something things that, some things, pardon me, that cannot be done one, you alone. Gather them together. Some of your friends, be there for them. Tell them you must join these meetings. You must participate in this fasting. You must join this prayer call. Check on each other to ensure that you are participating. I beg you in the name of Jesus, don't dare be a spectator these times. Don't dare be a spectator these times. And I want to say this as I close now. 
be very careful of distractions this season. There would be many distractions in disguise. The devil doesn't have to come and say, I'm the devil. For we know his plans. Remember this, the Bible is very clear. It says, neither give place to the devil. The devil is not that horn or that red cap, cape, or that black dress. The devil is found in conversations. When what you believe is being tampered with, know that they have come to speak to you. Know that when suggestions have been ported to you, know that when offense begins to show up, know that they've come to steal something. Because you see, you can labor 31 days and on the 30th day, remember, the devil did not show up while Jesus was fasting. He was just waiting for the 30th. And let me tell you something. The, the highest point of a man's weakness is when he undergoes a spiritual activity. Every spiritual act, that's why the Bible says Jesus fasted for days and then he was on guard. The first temptation that came of the devil was not fly and jump down because Jesus probably didn't even have the strength. The first temptation was food. Food in itself was temptation because it was tired. You must understand the gimmicks of the devil this time. You must be spiritually guarded. When you are, when you are in the height of your spirituality, that is when many temptations come to man you will realize that the things you've not been tempted with for many years begins to slip in. You that you will never think about a woman and say something or you that will never think about pornography or you that will never think about gossip. You just find that the avenues are opened up for you because while men slept, the Bible says, the enemy came and so tears. While men slept, guard yourself. Have people around you you can report to one another. That is the principal doctrine of what it means to be a Christian and be in a local assembly so that we can help one another be accountable to somebody these 31 days don't move it in your strength you don't fast this kind of fasting by strength you fast it by relying on the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the brethren the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship every of the church if there is a prayer meeting going on participate there don't only do online when there is vigils, go for the vigils. Exhaust the milk of these 31 days and decide that my life will never change, will, will never remain the same. The me that started this 31 days, the Lord told me, see, if I show you the things, I tell you the things that God is showing me that is about to happen. I know some of you can see it in the realm of spirits. We are in a critical moment as a church. We, we cannot afford to miss this season. We cannot. The, the, the seven churches that happened on Sunday was just an introduction. God is saying, we have not even seen anything. That one is just like, pass the ball. We have not even played the ball into the net. And the same with the lives of people. I want you to guard this 31 days jealously. Give yourself wholly to it. If your work will disturb you, take some time out. Go on retreats. You have been hustling this you have been hustling for the past 20-something years of your life. Can you just allocate 30, 30 days out of 20-something years and allocate it and say, God, now let me even see what your power is able to do. Then watch God mesmerize you. What God lifts up a man who the whole world has said is the nobody. Watch how grace can pinpoint somebody who is a nobody and make the person somebody that would always make other people somebody. 
Watch how grace can lift up a man's life. Watch how doors can open on one accord without you banging and hitting the door to open. Watch how grace can make things easy. Then you will know that truly there is a God in heaven that rules in the affairs of men. Give yourself totally, committedly to what is going on here. When they were building the ark, Noah was calling them to come and move in, move in. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. They were joking. God had a plan. The rain came. There were only some who entered into the ark because they were sensible enough to know that if God has said it, he would do it. If God has said his total life transformation, he was not trying to feel our pulse. He was not trying to play with us. He was not trying to say something to us to make us feel good. If God sends a word, he means the word and is committed to doing the word. But the first thing that will happen these 31 days is not the outstretched arm of the doings of God, is the outstretched hand of the inner workings of God inside you. Ah, you didn't hear it. Meaning that the first word that will be happening to you is you that will be changed. Because transfiguration must not happen on the external, transfiguration must happen internal, then it's in external. That's what's going to happen to you. God will begin to break walls down that you have built so that it can fully invade and move in. And I don't mean moving in the sense of you not having the Holy Ghost. I mean, I'm not saying moving in the sense of him coming into you. I'm saying moving him to do a new work within you. I pray for you that you would maximize this kairos of your life. October 16th to, 30, to the 17th of November is kairos for every member of this church. You will not miss it. Amen. You will not cave in. Amen. In the authority of Jesus. Amen. Going forward as we close, we're going to be taking a confession as a church. And I want you to, to go and, you know, the Lord is telling me seriously about people in the real estate and real estate in the new. Kai, I just heard it again. Whoosh. Some of the, you see, people who have templates, divine templates of crutch, of hospital, people would give you buildings. Believe this word I'm telling to you. They say, I'm traveling, I don't know what to do with it. Take and just do what you think you want to do with it. I'm telling you by the spirit, strangers are now commanded to feed your flocks. Strangers are commanded to feed your flocks. I command strangers to begin to feed your flocks right now. In the name of Jesus. Now, lift your right hands up and take this confession after me. I am the new, and I have no taste. For mere religion with change, without change. If you're watching online, I want you to declare this together. Let's say it again from the beginning. And you can type it as you declare it. Say it with me. I am the new. And I have no taste. For mere religion without change. I live a purpose-driven, result-oriented life based on the principles in God's word. I'm a man of the word yielded to the spirit and committed to God's purpose for my life I take my place in God's supernatural army and his agenda for the earth and my generation as sure as God helps me I will not give up I will not cave in I will not quit I will not fail 
until my job is done and victory is won. I am the new and I bring great joy to cities through me. Come on, give God a shout. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.